With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Boom. If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. We are in the air everywhere. The vast power of podcasting. It is, as you heard there, the fifth hour with Ben Maller because four hours on the overnight are not enough. And we do this podcast eight days a week. And you are in for a special treat. If you are a connoisseur of sports talk radio, we are going to give you in a few minutes one of the legends, one of the Mount Rushmore. I hate doing Mount Rushmore type statements, but this is one of the legends of Sports Talk Radio we're going to have on here in a couple of minutes. And we'll, we'll walk you through that. We, as always, are joined, for better or worse, by the man affectionately known in the highway, uh, hallways of Fox Sports Radio as a gag on, easy for me to say, uh, David Gascon. Oh, yes. Uh, right I, th- there. I think more so better. And uh, I, I don't know if you know this because you aren't in the hallways, but nobody's saying anything <laughs> in the hallways these days since it's uh, a ghost down here. That is true. That is true. So I'm not going to you know, do much BS here. This is an interview podcast, and we had a chance to catch up with someone who was very influential uh, in my career. And Gascon, you're aware of this guy. I don't think you worked with him, but no. you, you're aware of his, his history here. Uh, the first sports talk radio station on the West Coast was the Mighty 690. And the the man that was the face of the mighty 690 in San Diego was Lee Hacksaw Hamilton. And if you've listened to me BS over the years, I learned a lot about the business as an intern in San Diego at the mighty 690. And then eventually I worked as a radio. I was an engineer at the board op. I worked my way up. I was a reporter. So I had a lot of different jobs. But I started as an intern for Lee Hacksaw Hamilton pulling carts 
which uh, is old technology, but these commercials would be played on these little cassette machines, these uh, these cart things, and I would pull those, and I would have to go back and check the high-speed sports wire and all that. But I hadn't talked to, to Lee Hamilton in many, many years. He was the voice of the San Diego Chargers, the Seattle Seahawks, uh, Arizona State back in the day, San Diego State, had a bunch of great jobs in the business, and uh, this is like, to me, Gascon, this is going to be sports talk radio porn is what this is going to be. Yeah, and the best part about it is he's not a, a one-trick pony, which is great. So you get a guy that has covered every sport imaginable, and he's got great context, too. So it's not like the guy shooting from the hip that's 20 or 30 years old that's throwing hot takes out. This is a guy that's that built a career 30, 40, 50 years and talked to a ton of athletes football baseball basketball hockey tennis boxing like the whole the whole smash so it's uh, it's a lot of fun yeah it, it's pretty cool and the thing too about hacks i am you always bust my balls gascon about being over prepared and yes. all this stuff i learned one of the people i learned from was lee hacksaw hamilton who would spend all day in his office preparing for that radio show and the play-by-play and all that. And I, I, I saw how hard he worked and how successful he was. And then I saw some other people that didn't work hard that just kind of showed up a minute before the show and didn't have any preparation. And I saw how they failed. And so I made a correlation that, you know, this is important. I figured, like, if I'm going to make this my career, i got to work at it. But I, one of the influences was, was Hacksaw. If Hacksaw had shown up two minutes before a show and just started bloviating, I probably would have been more like that and just... Just shown up and just said, I don't care, whatever. And I'd probably be doing something else right now than radio. But uh, anyway, uh, let's, uh, you don't want to hear this. You want to hear Hacksaw. Let's welcome in on the high speed sports wire. Actually, no, that, that, that would be the uh, the hotline, right? What, what do you call it back in the day? The hotline? Yeah, the hotline. The, 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 new, no, the newsmaker hotline. Yeah. Yeah. The, new, the newsmaker hotline from Baja to the Canadian Rockies. My friend and one of my mentors in radio, Lee Hacksaw Hamilton and Lee, why don't we start out with this for the people that are unaware of your history? I just gave a little bit of it, but how did you get the nickname Hacksaw? Nice to chat with you, Ben. Well, I started in sports talk radio in the early 1980s in Phoenix. I had come to Phoenix from Cleveland where I'd done hockey and some sports talk, went to Phoenix and kind of built a sports talk show empire over there. But the name actually was given to me in Cleveland when I was working in Cleveland uh, before I went to Phoenix because I did a rather outspoken sports talk show. I worked at a 50,000-watt station, 3WE, worked with and for Pete Franklin, the legendary sports talk host from way back in the day. And I was rather opinionated. And one night after a particularly stormy night on the air, one of the newsmen came in and said, you know what? You're just like a hacksaw. Ask a question, get an answer, clear, cut through all the crap, right to the point. And that nickname stuck me, stuck with me from Cleveland to Phoenix and then Phoenix on to San Diego. Uh, I had been in Cleveland uh, from 1981 to 1987 uh, and then went to Phoenix. I spent seven years in Phoenix and then went to San Diego to become the voice of the Chargers and then the first cornerstone talk show host on what would evolve into Extra Sports 690, which was a legendary sports talk station, one of the earliest stations ever to hit the airwaves, and the marketplace obviously was very different, and we're on a blowtorch 77,000-watt signal that you could hear from Baja to the Canadian Rockies. That was one of my favorite phrases. 
and that thing took off, and we had a tremendous run before ownership changed it, screwed it all up, and the station went away. Yeah, and you've had an amazing career. The talk show career, you were a writer, and also the, you mentioned the Charger thing, the voice of the Chargers. And I remember being down in San Diego when they, they got to the Super Bowl back in the 90s and how excited the whole town was, how amazing it was. And you were the voice of the team. And what what are you most proud of? Are you, are you proud of the long career? You won a lot of awards for hosting talk shows, or is it the NFL stuff, the play-by-play stuff that you appreciate the most? Everything on the menu, Ben, plain and simple. Um, It's fun to think back uh, because, actually, I just did an interview with a guy on the East Coast last last week about the history of sports talk radio. I mean, I've done sports talk radio my whole life and my whole career. But when we started the original Extra Sports 690, we were the third all-sports station in the country. WFAN in New York had just launched prior WIP in Philadelphia had launched, and then we launched. And in fact, it's funny, the first Super Bowl that was played in San Diego, there were only three of us, three stations, those three stations on what at that point was Radio Row. And we were broadcasting from the San Diego Hilton right down on the waterfront, and there were just three radio stations in the hallway. And obviously, you're well aware now that you know, upwards of 200 stations find their way to Radio Row in big convention centers wherever the Super Bowl is held. So we're, I, I think we're proud that we were the first one to do it. And sports talk radio became very different when I first started this whole thing. And I started it in Phoenix and obviously came to San Diego. But when we first started this thing, the only thing that was on sports talk radio were really mom-and-pop shows. Everything's nice. Everything's beautiful. Root, root, root for the home team. And when I was going to Phoenix to work at KTAR, which became a legendary news talk station, I was doing the nighttime sports talk show. As I was driving, <laughs> driving across the country from Cleveland to Phoenix, I tried to put in my mind how I would go on the air and what I would say on the air and how I could separate myself from anything else that was on the air. And somewhere in the middle of on Interstate 40 in Tulsa, Oklahoma, it dawned on me, need catchphrases. You need, as you would call it, shtick. And that's where I came up with the, the theory, because it was such a blowtorch signal I was coming to, that it would be from Baja to the Canadian Rockies. And then I thought about, well, how am I going to announce myself on the air? And that's where the, the phrase came, here's what's going on in the world of sports. Here's what Lee Hamilton thinks. And I did stuff that nobody had ever done before. And then the format just it just took off because there were not a lot of people doing it. It's very different now than when it was back then. As, as I said, we were the third one in at 690, and I was the first one in Phoenix that had really done this knockdown, drag-out, brawl, sports talk style. Um, uh, the funny story, when I started in Phoenix in 1981, when I got there, uh, they, they had done a nice mom-and-pop sports talk show and everything was beautiful and at that point in time in in the city of phoenix ben uh the two most important things there uh, in addition to the sunshine were the phoenix suns of the nba and arizona state football and i just happened to get there the week the suns got knocked out of the playoffs they were the first seed in the league and lost on home court in the first round and I also happened to get there the same time that Arizona State got nailed by the NCAA for all types of violations. 
And the week I got there also, baseball went on strike in the 1981 season. So I walked in the door facing a four-hour talk show every night. I did 6 to 10 p.m. on a big signal in Phoenix. And right out of my mouth, I attacked the Phoenix Suns. How the hell could you ever lose in the first round when you're the number one seed in the entire league? And then I attacked Arizona State. How the hell can you cheat when you've got great facilities and a beautiful campus and pretty women and you can recruit anywhere? And then I went after Major League Baseball for shutting down the season. And what happened was, because all these things kind of came together, intersected at the same point in time, uh, and there was no baseball, we were the Dodger flagship for the state of Arizona, and it was big. It was very big, because none of that was there. People in the Valley of the Sun, Ben, had four straight hours of me every night for 51 nights in a row. Think about that. And I put all these topics on the table, and the town went crazy. The phone lines lit up like Christmas trees. Nobody had ever done this. Nobody had ever ripped Arizona State or taken on Jerry Colangelo and the Phoenix Suns or or said what you said about the Dodgers and Fernando Valenzuela and all that. It was fascinating. And that's that's where I made, made my name and reputation in Phoenix. And because you're on a big signal, people found out who I was. And I was also doing Arizona State football. And, and then I got a phone call one day to come to San Diego. And as I was coming here... Uh, I decided that I'm going to use the same style and the same approach to doing sports talk radio. And when I got to San Diego, we were really a Southern California station because our signal was so big. And that's where the Baja of the Canadian Rockies thing fit. And the fact that all they had was Dodger talk. And at that point, it was a KABC. There might have been a little bit of angel talk, maybe on KMPC. And it was really nothing else. And we went on the air doing four hours an afternoon drive, and you could hear us anywhere and everywhere. And at night, you could hear us in Canada. Um, it was it just exploded and it took off. And I, I had just a tremendous run doing it. So, you know, I'm, I was excited to be the voice of an NFL team. We went through a lot of bad seasons, and then we got good and went to the Super Bowl. And I was kind of responsible for the L.A. Kings coming to our station as a flagship because of the, our monster signal. And we did a ton of stuff with hockey talk. And we went on the road for the Stanley Cup playoffs during the Gretzky era. And then we did the same thing with the Anaheim Ducks. I mean, it was, it was just a, a fascinating run for a long period of time. I, I did 22 years of sports talk radio and afternoon drive at the legendary Extra. And that's where you and I crossed paths before you became a star. And we had a tremendous run. And sadly, ownership screwed it up, wrecked it, got rid of the station. And now I now <laughs> it's terrible. I turn on Sports Talk Radio, and my old station, one of them at 690, is doing Chinese Mandarin talk. And the other one at 1090, which went out of business last year, is doing Spanish women's talk. Uh, it just absolutely drives me crazy. But that's a long answer, how I got to where I got and what I'm so proud of. But I, yeah. I loved every minute of it. It wasn't easy, because uh, I did it all by myself. I booked all my own guests, and I did four hours a night, and I did 25 guests a week. And we were doing anything and everything. But I just I had developed the philosophy that there's lots of ways to do this. And I'm going to try something very different. And very different turned out to be, I tend to think, very good. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. 
With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is like a master class. I'm loving this. I'm eating. I hope the the listeners eating this. I'm eating this up. If you love sports talk radio, Hacksaws, uh, as he, as he's laid out here, has a legendary career. And I was lucky, as you mentioned. Uh, I I learned from you as an intern. I pretty much by observation on how you worked. And I remember going in your office, and you were always either on the phone or typewriter or both, and you were writing notes down and chicken scratch and all that stuff. And I, I think for the young guys that are doing sports talk that listen. In to me at night and and dabble in this they have no idea what it was like in those archaic days before the internet really took over and i remember when i worked at, at the mighty 690 you had the newsroom with the you had the sports ticker and the ap newswire in the back which is a real thing when you said the high speed sports wire they had the ap wire and the sports ticker but what was your day like when you were preparing because it wasn't like now where i can go on twitter or you know some social media platform there's like 7000 different things i could talk about at any given time that that are being thrown out by different media it was much harder to get the information so what was it like back in those days well you're right the landscape has drastically changed i I think back now and i think i was the internet before the internet um i i just was consumed by information and and i wanted to know everything about everything so i could present everything to every one of the listeners and again it, it was very much a different era uh, I worked nine days a week. That's all I did was gather information. I mean, I was just an information hound. And I, I, I just decided that I was going to do things very differently. When I was going to Phoenix, the one thing that dawned on me, because I had spent some time in Phoenix prior to getting hired, the one thing that dawned on me was that place is a melting pot of people from everywhere. And you know what? There's a ton of people who are from Chicago that relocated there. And there's a lot of people from Canada who relocated there. And I thought to myself, well, not everybody's going to be a Suns fan or a Sun Devil fan. But if I can structure a talk show that that appeals to everybody on the waterfront, they'll keep coming back to me every day for information. 
And I, that's what I started to do. And then I did the exact same thing when I went to 690. And and people would say, well, you got the Padres and Chargers to talk about. Yeah, I know that. We're going to talk about that and the hot-button issues and all that. But you know how many people live in Southern California who relocated from somewhere else? And I decided that I was going to start to do a lot of creative stuff across the board. Uh, and that's that's where the tour of the spring training camps came from. That's where the tour of the NFL training camps came from. That's where all these draft shows that we did uh, that, that's where NHL draft shows and, and the Pac-10 Skywriters. I was doing all this stuff on a day-by-day basis. Why? Because I thought if I could hit everybody's hot button, Ben, they'd come back to my show every day because it was the only place to get information. It wasn't being done by any of these other guys who were, quote, dabbling in mom-and-pop talk shows. Now, that being said, it was unbelievably hard. I worked so many hours. And I, I, I look at it now in, in 2020, and I look back and said, how the hell did I do all that? And, and, you know, I was doing all that, plus I was doing Chargers NFL football, and I ran the whole nine-hour game day broadcast, which was a lot of prep. And I was doing San Diego State football. And then after the Chargers left our station and we all got screwed, I wound up getting a Seahawks job. And I got the USC play-by-play job because they showed up on our station. So, like I said, I was working like nine days a week, but I'm a workaholic, and I, I loved it. I just look back at it now and shake my head and say, boy, that was an awful lot of, awful lot of time out of my life. But it was great, and uh, I wouldn't trade any of it. I wish it ended differently. I, I hated getting bought out twice, but that's the landscape of the industry that we are in. Um, and it was funny because after I did two tours of duty and sports talk here, I went across the street and did television for three years and loved that. Had a blast as a TV anchor. And I woke up one morning uh, two years ago, and they folded our news department. They put 77 of us on waivers in one day. It was uh, just a terrible, terrible experience. But I wouldn't trade any of it. I just wish it had had a little bit different outcome. And I still like to work. You know, I have this huge website, LeeHacksawHamilton.com. Now, it's all written. But I always tell people who listen to my – if you like my talk show – I think you'll like what I do on my website because it's kind of the same thing. Hacksaw's headlines and the best 15 minutes in sports and one man's opinion column. I write a column every day. Take that, Bill Plaschke, L.A. Times. I, I, so I'm still really, really active. It's just, it's just a different venue now that I'm doing it. Uh, would I like to still be doing it? Sure. Uh, whether the jobs will ever change again, I, I don't know. The the industry has sure changed. I feel really bad. There's so many good people that I know in radio, uh, some in television, an awful lot in print. Are just They're all out of jobs right now. It's just a sad time for our media industries, and you know that, too, from all your friends. Lee, I guess the one question I want to ask you with all the work that you have done, whether it's hosting, reporting, play-by-play, whatever it may be, um, you know this, and you said this specifically since you did a lot of your own legwork. Being as you are considered what we call talent being on air, did you ever have anyone, upper management, or even just a direct supervisor that said, hey, Lee, like lay off the gas on this or perhaps cut back a little bit on this? Like, Did anyone try to cut you off by the knees to make you do something you didn't want to do while being on the air? They never interfered with the content because – I had told them, my show is my show. If you want this to work, it has to be my show. But I, I never really had any problems with anybody. 
uh, till the end. I had a lot of problems at the end. Um, after the Chargers left our radio station, we all got screwed, and then they wound up leaving the community. Um, I had done a lot for them, and I love being the voice of the Chargers. I love game day in the NFL. We did a nine-hour game day. We did a nine-hour NFL draft. We did tremendous, tremendous radio. Everybody's trying to copy what we did, but we were the first to do it, and we did it really, really well. But they got upset as the franchise fell apart, and they had really dealt very unfairly with a lot of people in San Diego. I was of the opinion, screw you. I don't have to be nice to you anymore after what I've just witnessed, what you did to our broadcast team, what you did to everybody in the community, and they moved the team. And I, so I let the fans just have at them. And, of course, in the process, they were going through the Ryan Leafier and 1-15 and and firing coaches, and the ownership was incompetent, and it went on and on. And they just raised holy hell, and I didn't really care. And then, then I, I got into a scrap with the Padres because they've been perennial losers, and they went through every general manager and every philosophy and all these ownership groups. And I just went on the air one night and said, period, exclamation point. Doesn't the city of San Diego and Padre fans deserve better than this? And they went haywire. So too bad. You don't like what's being said on the air. Do a better job so we'll say better things about you on the air. But to spin back to your original question, no. I took a lot of heat. I took some crap from some people. And as Ben and you guys will always attest, there will always be haters out there. You can't please everybody. But if you're doing it right and you're doing it honestly – and you can you can back what you say with content and information. It works. It should work without any interference. And I just kept. Um, I remember telling an executive of the Padres, "Don't tell me how to do my job in radio. Do your job in baseball better." <laughs> you know. And this is after all these damn last place finishes and 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 mistakes on free agents and trades and and all that. There's probably a, a line of people outside my front door stretching down the street and down the bottom of the hill that don't like me, but that's okay because on top of the hill, on the freeway, there's everybody lined up that probably liked what we did. Uh, so had a good time. Always tried to be fair. Felt at times I really had to be tough on people, and I was not, I was not afraid because tough was honest, and honest was based on information that I knew and I had in sources, etc. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Yeah, and, and Hacksaw, uh, you know, not to make this all about me, but one of the reasons I was excited to talk to you is you were a big influence on my career. I interned in the, in the Mighty 690 back in the day in the 90s. Uh, right yeah, around blame the time. me. That's okay, Ben. Just blame me for what you turned out to be. Okay. I'm, I'm going to blame you when I lose my job. But, but, uh, but no, I mean, you were a great influence watching you work and all that. You, one of the reasons I wanted to keep going, and I originally wanted to be a play-by-play guy, but then I saw how you did the talk show and all that. Uh, but... Where do I rank on Hacksaw's big board of interns? You had a you had a lot of interns, Lee, over the years. I'm sure I was just one of the minions that followed you around. So, so where am I on your your big board there? You've probably been the most successful of any of the guys that came through the building in terms of what they turned out to be, because you're now on network radio, and that's really really cool. By the way, you got the job that I probably should have had at Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> but that, that being said, that being said, next question. Uh, <laughs> all right, guess. All right, and Lee, I, I got to ask you this because you're you're definitely not aware of this, but much like you, and much like Ben, I got into the industry and I, I worked from the ground up. But my first way into the building was actually with 1360 in San Diego. And so when I first started, I worked as a board op and then eventually as a producer and then an anchor and then some fill-in stuff. But I don't know if you are aware of this, and I don't know if you know this, but if you don't, I'm going to shed a little bit of light inside that building, or at least what it was before some remodels. Um, a few of the on-air talent that is still there actually showed me at the time when I worked there old cassette tapes of segments and interviews and everything that you did while on air and it was all archived in, inside some cabinets, inside some containers. Um, are you aware of that at all? Those are like that's well, like Indiana Jones right there, like the relics, the lost ark. Yeah. Well, you know, I was I was there 22 years, and and I got I got bought out in I guess it was 2008. I was shocked because we had tremendous ratings, but at that point in time, Clear Channel was firing everybody that was making a lot of money. It was terrible what they did, and it was terrible what they did to a legendary station, and they wound up giving up the signal. Like I say, it's now it's got Chinese talk on it. Can you believe that? And the station was successful. But I had, I had a good parting with them. It wasn't angry. I just didn't agree with what they did, but they gave me a week to clean out my archives. So you can understand, uh, I'm not going to say Rat Pack, but you can understand, when you have 22 years of archives, and I had 22 years of media guides, and I had 22 years of historic interviews, so I, I packed a pickup truck with what I felt was the most important stuff I had for my career at the old Extra 690, and I brought it home, and a large chunk of it's still in my garage here in San Diego. I don't have any room for it in my house, and I've never really had a, the urge to go back and find it. But yeah, there was a lot of stuff, and there was a lot of great historic interviews, and of course, that was back in the day before digital, and that was when everything was on reel-to-reel, and some of it was on cassettes and stuff, and I took what interviews I could, but I couldn't take them all. But, and I regret that now because, I, I, I mean, if you look back, I, I've interviewed just an absolute ton of great sports people. And I was, I was able to keep interviews with Mickey Mantle, uh, Henry Aaron, uh, the late Arthur Ashe, 
but but some of the ones, you know, Bronco Nagurski and John McEnroe, some of the others, great ones. I just I didn't have space or room to take everything with me, which is too bad. But uh, yeah, there was a lot of stuff there, and I I, I got as much out. They they were very good to me. Uh, in addition to giving me a buyout, mm. uh, but they they let me just work through the process of how do you unpack. 22 years of, of memories, and I brought a chunk of it home. It's in my garage, and then, sadly, I was victimized by the terrible fires uh, in San Diego County, and everything around me burned down. My house did not burn down, which stunned me because my whole neighborhood burned to the ground. But, uh, that, that, yeah, I, I know that if somebody walked into one of those corner offices, probably some of that stuff is still there because I did leave behind a lot of stuff. But that, you know, guys, it's the most people ask me about that, and and I, I tell people well, I'm not I'm not bitter I'm disappointed the way it ended and you know maybe there'll be another opportunity, but you know life is about memories life is about collecting memories if if this newsmaker calls with Al Michaels could you imagine all the great things he could tell you yeah. places he's been things he's done and he's just one of the legendary broadcasters of all time uh, and Bob Costas and those guys are all friends of mine so I. Uh, you know, I have great memories and flashbacks. Wish I was still doing some of it. Don't know how the hell I did it for all those years, uh, but uh, it's it's just kind of cool uh, the road we've traveled. And I, it, it's weird because I came from really unique roots. And I tell those people all the time. I don't know if you guys are hockey fans, but this is the 45th anniversary of the release of the movie Slapshot, Paul Newman. Uh, the Hanson brothers, Charleston Chiefs, and all that. Mm-hmm. Well, I was working in upstate New York. I was a young broadcaster. And my final year in the minor leagues before I went to the major leagues, before I went to Cleveland, was in a place called Mohawk Valley in Utica, New York. And I broadcast hockey. That's where that's where our play-by-play routes actually started. Think about this. In that league, we were all 21-year-olds, riding buses, drinking beer with the boys. In that league... I was in Utica, became the voice of the Chargers and the Seahawks, and did all these great things on Sports Dog Radio. Uh, Bob Costas was in Syracuse, and we know what his career became. And there was a guy that was the voice of the Long Island Ducks, Eli Gold. He is the voice of the Alabama Crimson Tide and has done NASCAR. Uh, There was uh, another guy in Binghamton who went on to do Cincinnati Reds baseball. So we had had, a total of five of us, all about the same age, all in the lower minor leagues in one league would see each other all the time. And I laugh now because this last week is the 45th anniversary of Slapshot. And I'll tell you guys, everything in that movie, 90% of that movie is true. I lived in that bus. That bus was our bus in Mohawk Valley. And I lived with those players, and I drank with those players, and I slept on the bus with those players, and all the junk that happened with those players getting arrested that happened in our building uh, in Utica. So it's it's funny where you, where the road leads you in your career, and I and I stay in contact with hockey friends that I made back when I was just a young punk in the 1970s, and uh, I stay in contact with them still. And I emailed a whole bunch of people, a whole bunch of things about Slapshot that was just that was sent to me just last week. So it's 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 fun to reflect back on where you were, and it, I'm sure it's the same for if you were to interview the Los Angeles legend Jim Healy. The stories he could tell with the people he crossed paths with in that major market would be spectacular. And, you know, here I am all these years later having interviewed great, great people. Uh, I remember Howard Cosell. I interviewed him in spring training when I was in Cleveland. I went to the Indian spring training camp for the first time. 
he kept calling me young man. Young man, let me tell you about this with Steinbrenner. Young man, let me tell you about Ali. It was so funny and so historical. So, yeah, it's it's neat to think back. And, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of proud of, of the junk we did and what we accomplished. Well, you mentioned the, the memories and the roads that you have taken. And I bring that up because, oddly enough, there was a point in, in my career that Ben gave me some nice professional advice. And, and there was an opportunity that presented itself uh, with the Seattle Mariners and their high A affiliate, and they had an opening, and, and I told Ben and talked to him about it, and he said, yeah, you should take the job. You should take the job, write down as much as you possibly can, um, and just chalk this up as memories. And so lo and behold, in 2016, I, I left Los Angeles and went to Bakersfield, and I was stuck in Bakersfield, Lee, for about six months. And Ben... And his entire show, the entire Mallard Militia, came up to visit. And uh, he threw the first pitch out, Lee. And oddly enough, the franchise, after two more months, closed down for good. So so <laughs> we know all about the memories. But I bring that up because of this. Like, you had such a long career. You know, we poke and joke, you know, on the air, off the air with, with, with Ben about just certain stuff on the show. But has there ever been a moment in your career uh, early on, middle, or towards the tail end that you said, you know what, like, I regret that. I shouldn't have done that or shouldn't have said that or shouldn't have acted that way? I don't know if I'd call it real deep regret. Um, at the height of our popularity at Extra 690, uh, you know, and we had a pretty good group that was put together. With the ownership will tell you, look what we discovered. Well, I know that the real truth. You stumbled on these guys and they became stars. But... Um, I got a lot of job offers, and it started when I was in Phoenix, and uh, I had a chance to go to KNBR in San Francisco when they were just becoming what they were going to become, and I just didn't feel comfortable, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to give up the Arizona State Sun Devils job just to be a talk show host in San Francisco, so I, I said no, and I got a call one night at 11 p.m. in Phoenix. This deep voice was on the other end of the line. I was half asleep. And it was really funny because my, my wife was pregnant. And, you know, who calls us at 11 o'clock at night? And the guy on the other end of the line says, is this Lee Hamilton? I said, yes. He says, this is Robert Hyland from KMOX in St. Louis. I almost fell out of bed because I knew who Robert Hyland was. He was one of the greatest influential broadcasters on radio in all time. He was an icon in CBS. And they wanted me to come there and... I went to visit him and interviewed. I spent a day and a half in St. Louis and had a blast. And But then again, you know, I've given up the play-by-play, which I really loved. And I moved my eight-month pregnant wife, and we had just bought a house. It, I didn't know if it was going to work out. And then Costas called me because he worked at Camo X. And then Jack Buck called me. He worked at Camo X. And Garagiola called me because he used to do Cardinal baseball. And I just I turned it down, and I always always wonder what if what if I had gone there. And then on the West Coast, the exact same thing happened. I uh, did not know these people. And George Green, who ran KABC during the Halcyon days of the Dodgers, called me, and I went up and visited with him. And as Ben would know, KMPC, the old 710, had gone sports, and he asked Autry's people asked me to come up, and I talked and talked. But at, at those times, I did not want to give up. Uh, the opportunity to do the NFL. I was a voice of the Chargers, and we're doing really well. And I had a couple of kids here, and I'd, I'd always been very cautious about wanting, not wanting to drag my family all over the place. And I 
and, you know, I've been very stable and, and have worked a lot of uh, a long time at just a couple of stations. I'm kind of the exception to the rule. So, and may, maybe the only real significant regret is I had a chance to be the voice of the Anaheim Ducks and go back and do hockey, which was my roots where I came from. And I love the sport, and I'm married to a Canadian and all that. Um, and I turned it down because I was right in the middle of negotiating to go to Seattle to do the Seahawks, and I didn't think it was right that I, I screw the Seahawks this late in the game to take the Ducks job. That's probably the only one that I really regret because had I taken it, and I hired a really good guy and his friend of mine, Steve Carroll, but if I'd taken it, I'd probably still be there and still be in the NHL. But uh, I think that's that's the only real regret that I, I turned that one job down. And then, and the rep, then your reputation comes, well, he's, he is where he is, and he's not going to leave, and he's got family roots in San Diego now, et cetera, et cetera. And, and then the offers just kind of went away. And then the landscape of our industry uh, really changed, too. So the, the Ducks thing and maybe the St. Louis thing, I reflect back and say, wow. But it's been hard. Uh, I went through a thing where my minor league hockey team was on the brink of folding, and we put together a drive to save the team for the community. And then I went to the went to Cleveland. I was in the WHA, and we thought we were all going to the NHL and the merger, and we all got screwed and got knocked out of there. And then, obviously, the Chargers left our station, and the Chargers left our community, which just really upset everybody. So, uh, yeah, you have to you have to kind of walk down the the road and you may step on a few landmines or get a few hand grenades tossed at you you just got to be able to bounce back from it fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search fsr to listen live there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you and when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Yeah, and and Lee, that's I didn't know about that Ducks job. That's an interesting story. So let, let's go back to the to uh, the days in San Diego when you were at the Mighty Six Ninety, the peak of your superpowers, and. Listeners love hearing about radio wars. So who is who would you consider your biggest rival? You had Joe McDonald in L.A. You had Ted Leitner, your rival in San Diego. Who who did you consider your biggest? Th- I don't know. Threats the right word, but but who were you competing against the most in those days? Well, this will sound egotistical, but I really wasn't competing against anybody because we were on the blowtorch signal. Uh, and, and everybody else was just kind of doing mom and pop sports talk or Padre talk or whatever. Um, Joe Joe had a nice reputation in L.A. Joe and I were not friends because he said a lot of cruel, mean, un, uh, unfair things about me on the air, which was cheap. Um, Leitner's a TV guy who doesn't like me, but I, I just thought he was a fraud. He's had a really good career doing what he did, but I happen to think I've had a really good career, and I never, never really got any any um, positive vibes out of him. Uh, didn't know Jim Healy very well. Talked to him a couple times before he passed on. But, you know, great regard for his style and his shtick and his substance and what he accomplished in a very, very, very uh, different era. But I wasn't really competing against anybody because we, you know, we kind of owned it. Uh, we, we, our station, I, I didn't find this out till a couple years ago. Mighty 690. This is when Clear Channel owned it at its height, was billing $11 million a year, which is a phenomenal amount of money in a fairly small market. This is not a big market here, $11 million. But we were doing that because our blowtorch signal was part of Orange County. They had me up uh, once a week doing remotes in afternoon drive in Orange County. And then we went up to Los Angeles and we were doing stuff at casinos up there. So we were doing really well, and Clear Channel screwed that whole thing up. And I could never, ever forgive them for what they did, wrecking a station that a whole bunch of us dedicated our lives to. Um, and it, 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 it's really sad. Now it's very different. I mean, Los Angeles has, has got uh, 710 ESPN, and they keep changing parts, trying to find something. They don't do much in the ratings. And uh, KLAC, which evolved after they destroyed 690, they finally finally went ahead and, and put sports talk. It's a very different style of sports talk on 570. Um, it was funny because I, I had a chance in the in the dark days uh, when Clear Channel was was doing away with 690. Uh, they came to me and and I was under contract. Uh, there were only two of us that survived the purge: me and Steve Hartman. And they came came to me and said. Would you come to L.A., move to L.A., and be part of what we do in L.A.? And I, I thought about it. So they sent, they sent their vice president of programming down to see me. And he's a great guy. I get along great with him. He's still there. And we had a dialogue about their vision for what they wanted to make 570 become and my history and all that that you guys have alluded to and I've talked about. And then I said to him, I said, Greg, can you can you tell me what your – your mortgage payment is every month. He lives in the rich section of Hollywood Hills or something. And he said something like $5,500 a month. I pulled out my mortgage payment that I happened to have in my in my wallet. And my mortgage payment at that time was $11 a month in San Diego because I had paid off my house. And I said, do you realistically think I'm going to move somewhere I have a $5,000 mortgage payment when down here I have an $11 mortgage payment a month? He laughed. 
and they let, they let me stay on the air, and I did my show uh, on the original KLAC. I did it uh, uh, at uh, the San Diego studios, but I did it also, but it was L.A. topicated. I mean, we would lead with the Lakers, and we would lead with the Dodgers and the Angels and the Raiders, and I was doing as many L.A.-triggered interviews there as I was in terms of San Diego content, but eventually every, everything changed along the way, and, you know, people make changes, sometimes good, bunch of times, at least in my industry, pretty bad. And you just got to be able to get through it, survive it, and hope you bounce back. Yeah. All right. And and Lee, they're kicking us out of the studio here, but I wanted to wrap up. And you got a lot of fans. I get messages. People know my history with you when I, I learned uh, the business from you. And they ask me questions about you. What's he doing? What's he up to? And I've directed some people to your Twitter. but And you plugged your website, which is great. It is, it is the best 15 minutes in radio. It's the best 15 minutes on the Internet, which is pretty much – it just seems like your monologues uh, that you would do, your opening uh, segment is available on the Internet every day, as you say. You update it multiple times. So, kind of real quickly, we only got about a minute and a half here, Hacksaw, but promote everything. How can the fans of yours reconnect with you here on the internet? I write every day of the week, Monday through Friday. It's LeeHacksawHamilton.com. There's four or five different pages on there best 15 minutes in sports, Hacksaw's headlines, my one man's opinion column. Uh, it's, it's just, I cover anything and everything. It's kind of the written version. Of, of the talk show, and it's free on top of that. So you get a chance, check it every every week. I guarantee you this, Ben, if you listen or if you read what I write on my website, I guarantee you you'll be the second smartest man in Southern California aside from me because you'll know everything that I know and I know everything about everything. Of course. All right, Lee, I love you, man. Thanks for all the help you've given me over the years and uh, continued uh, success with the website and whatever comes next for you. Thank you. Well, I appreciate it. We had a really good run, and I, I think fondly of all the strange stuff. I mean, our radio stations were the launching point for the great success that Jim Rome had, uh, for what Mason and Ireland became, what Steve Hartman, uh, Philly Billy Werndell, uh, the Loose Cannons, Chet Forty. I mean, we had something really, really unique. So it's, it's great to think that we, we are remembered by the fans up and down the West Coast. And, Ben, don't blame me for what you become, but I salute you for what you become. Awesome. Thank you, Lee. That was great, man. I loved it. Some wonderful stories. And uh, and take care of yourself, all right? And all right, I'll... dude. Stay in touch. And if they ever let you do guests, get me on some middle of the night. We'll argue about some of the sports stories. All right. I'll make that's a deal. All right. Thank you, Lee. Take care, man. Great. Right. My pleasure. Bye-bye. Take care, Bye-bye. Benny. Bye-bye. Bye. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... 
and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.